Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, we are back today with another episode of our special series around the Flower Magazine Show House that's opening here in Atlanta this week. Not only are we sponsors of the Show House, but we are design lovers. So we're excited to chat with some of the designers that are helping pull this Show House together. And we're going to share some behind the scenes, some inspiration with you, our wonderful listeners. So if you would like to visit the Show House, you can find tickets at flowermag.com slash showhouse. Today, we are speaking with Houston interior designer, Julie Dodson of Dodson Interiors. For 20 years, she has brought chic French-inspired spaces to her Houston clientele. Her love of antiques and ability to add a fresh spin on traditional elements is evident in her polished spaces that she creates for her clients. So Julie, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here this morning. Yes. Um, so listeners, it's just me today. No Taryn or Liz, but I am thrilled because that means I get to ask all of my questions. So Julie, I toured the space probably two months ago, maybe more when it was very roughed in. Mm-hmm. And so I need to be brought up to speed on all the designs. So I'm hoping you can give us a full description of what the space looks like, and then we'll kind of get to your inspiration. But you have almost, I feel like maybe after Suzanne, you have more square footage than anyone else. You have almost the whole like wing, right? Yeah. Sort of. So you have the mass, you have like everything that's not the bedroom and his closet bathroom in the master suite. Yes. And that may not sound like <laughs> a lot, but in this home it is. <laughs> Truly. You know, when they, when I first took on these spaces. I was like, Oh, that'll be easy. Cause I'm doing it from Houston. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. Those spaces are great. That'll be easy. No problem. You know, quick, quick, quick design. Um, no, <laughs> I, swear, <laughs> I think those three spaces that I'm designing, well, four, cause there's a little tiny vestibule that I'm doing as well. And those four spaces I think are harder than doing just one room. It's crazy. Oh, I'm sure I would imagine too, like there's so many transitions. Each one is not, it's a big master bath, right? But it's still a lot of little spaces all combined. So, okay. So, well, hold on, let's get into it. How did you, what was your inspiration? How did you approach it? Was it, is it all sort of to be one cohesive unit? Are there little moments where, where were you going with it? I think it's a combo, honestly, of like little moments with, you know, bigger design spaces, because where I first started was in her master closet. I really wanted it to be feminine and like Paris chic meets a little bit of a modern twist to it. So I reached out to Portotilio and there was a wallpaper that I absolutely fell in love with. And I, it, it brought just that edge that I was wanting to bring to that more kind of Parisian space. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them and asked them if they could custom color for me. And they said, absolutely, send us your color that you're going to do for your cabinets and um, your walls. Um, 
And so I sent them the color and then they nailed it. They sent me the sample and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. It really all started with her closet and then it went out from there. And Mm -hmm. this little vestibule that I'm doing, that is like my tiny moment space where I found this amazing Fortuny fabric that um, we are upholstering the walls in. Um, And then I have another little twist that you're going to have to go to the show house to see um, (laughs) that kind of just, it's a detail, but those little, in those small spaces, those little details matter. So I have a little detail in the space. It's kind of fun too. So just to try to describe the the space, it's, you know, you come off the master bedroom, Mm -hmm. there's a little hallway, which Mm -hmm is yours as well. Yes. And that sort of leads into the master bath. And then from the bath, you go into a closet or to the other side into like dress. What is it? It looks like two sort of connected dressing rooms. So when you walk out of the master bedroom down the hallway, I'm doing that little hallway space and I painted it this most fabulous color that I'm super excited about. And then you turn left and you go into her master bathroom where there's a beautiful tub, a custom tile that we did with Timmer that is beyond fabulous. And so you have your tub area that's separate across from that you have your vanity and then you go back towards the back of the bathroom and there is a vanity space, a makeup vanity area for her and her shower. Um, And then As you walk out of the bath, there's a little vestibule. And from that vestibule, it takes you into her closet. And so you go into her closet if you, you know, twirl around and then you walk back out, you're out in that little small vestibule again, Mm -hmm. make a left. And I'm doing this long hallway that leads out to um, her garage or to the garage. So it's actually quite an amount of space when you start when I'm talking as I'm talking to you about it I'm realizing how big it is even though I knew it was a lot of space and designing it because like I said it was it it was um it was a lot a lot of time but it was so yeah so I'm excited about it can you kind of okay you have this this custom wallpaper mm-hmm. that's in the master bath uh, master so, closet on her oh side. that's in the closet okay yeah. with the fortuny fabric what like what's What's the color palette? Can you, you want to share? Um, kind of blushes, blacks, creams, soft. Um, I don't want to say gold, but there's some gold brass definitely. And I'm trying to think, that's really kind of that's really kind of the color palette that I stuck through throughout her spaces with kind of that blush, creams, the pops of black in just the right places, and then. Um, and then um, the brass and the gold accents. So did you pick, what, what, what led you to blush? I mean, it's a lady's dressing room. So what better time to be girly, I guess? You know, I think just, I wanted this space to be ultra feminine because she does have her own space. And so Mm -hmm. when I started thinking about just women, you know, pink naturally always pops into my head. I'm such a pink girl. That's probably my favorite color. Um, pink and then soft blue. Um, but, um, so I want, I knew that I wanted to go with that pink kind of right off the bat, um, because I wanted it to feel very feminine, like Valentino almost, you know, just kind of inspired Mm -hmm. by, by Valentino a little bit as well. So that's where, where I kind of brought the pink in. 
Yeah. And plus it's a very flattering color yes. on most skin tones. Yes. And it's it's not like a strong pink. It's like, um, it's almost like a fleshy colored pink. It's just like, because it's not too bright, but it's mm -hmm. just, it's restrained enough. It's kind of the perfect, perfect color. So. Okay. So, um, yeah, I did think it was sort of unusual. Obviously you didn't create the floor plan, but that the it sort of leads out into the garage. Yes. Did you find that to be like a challenging sort of element of the design? Did that You know what? That's a good question because yes and no. Like not from not from how the house is laid out because it lays out so beautifully, but because of that space, it it's a long, large space and it has a morning bar and a coffee. I'm calling it a champagne bar, but it kind of has that incorporated into it. So I wanted to make it a design statement as well. I didn't want it to just be this hallway that leads out to the garage. So with the morning mm -hmm. bar there, and then this um, fabulous paper that I'm doing, um, hold on, let me, I'm looking at my vision board. Um, this, <laughs> it's, um, it's this beautiful from and tall paper that I don't think anyone's really ever seen because it's funny how it all how the design of this space kind of evolved over time. Um, like I said, I started with her closet and pulling the colors for there. And I had found this wallpaper that I love from Fremantle, but there was another designer who had actually already specified that paper. And I was like, okay, I got to kind of show the show house for the show house. It's, a, oh, it's no. a different colorway and it's beautiful. Um, I actually got to walk it and see it and it's stunning. Um, but I, I had to kind of switch gears, you know, kind of mid design. Um, and it, I swear everything always happens for a reason. At first I was super bummed, but then I met with the rep from Fremantle and she said, Julie, look at this. And I was like, oh my gosh, show house hallway. It just, and it, it blended perfectly with what I was doing in her closet. So I was super excited, um, about it. And, um, and, and so that space kind of really started to evolve after that. And then that's kind of where the blacks kind of got incorporated into it as well. And it's just a really, really cool paper from Fremantle that nobody's ever seen. And I think that was another reason for the excitement too, mm -hmm. um, of wanting to show that paper. Yeah. Wanting to do something different. Yeah. What do you look for in a wallpaper, especially in a, in a space that's small because, I feel like it, it it makes the pattern challenging if it's too big of a pattern. Right. Are you going to get the whole pattern? Right. But you want something bold? Like, wh what's your decision making like? For the little vestibule, for example, where I did a wall upholstery, it is a small space. So I wanted to do a smaller scale print because a larger scale would have absolutely overwhelmed that. So when you're choosing wallpapers, I think it's always a good idea. You've got to keep scale in mind. Mm -hmm. because that can throw a room off, you know, tremendously if you don't have the proportion and the scale right. And, and that goes, you know, for not just the furniture, but people don't think, well, wallpaper scale space, but that's equally as, equally as important as the scale of the furniture. Right. So, okay, wait, so you have two, you have two wallpapers I do. and the upholstered walls, yes. correct? Yes. So, Okay, I think I know where your answer is on here, but is there too many wall? Can you have too many wallpapers in a home? Um, 
Yes and no. I think it's how I think it's how the spaces transition to one another. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think if you know, I wouldn't do like a stripe and then another stripe or a damask and then another damask. I mean, you just it's how that flow presents itself. So I think it's important when you're designing a space if you're wanting to do multiple papers you know, really look at how those papers are going to play off of each other. And I think it's totally fine to do two rooms next to each other um, wallpaper. Just make sure that the flow is right and the patterns are right and the patterns play well together. Should you, if they are going to be, you know, sort of in connecting rooms, should they be different scales, same scale, same color, one or both? I think scale goes back to the space. I mean, I think okay, when yeah. you're looking at the scale of the space, like that little room that I was telling you, the little vestibule that we're doing the wall upholstery in, that's a smaller scale. And then when you go out to the morning bar, the hallway to the garage that I've been referring to, it's a larger scale and it's mm-hmm. a pattern. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty, I'm, I'm excited about it, but it's definitely a much larger scale. It kind of opens up that space. Got it. Yeah. I just am, um, you know, for so long, people were very anti-wallpaper, probably not, you know, a design professional, but, um, you know, in the, in general, um, I think everyone was so traumatized by that wallpaper that was hard to get (laughs) off the walls, you know, in like the nineties, but, um, but wallpaper is obviously so big now and you see it so often and there's so many beautiful papers to love that you may want to add more than one to a room or your home. So understanding how to use them, um, you know, in a way that's coordinated, but maybe not matching is, is probably tricky, but those are, I feel like some good, um, things to consider. Do you, should we have any concerns about using a wallpaper in a bathroom? Um, you know, I don't do a ton of wallpaper in bathrooms only from the standpoint of the humidity if, if it's a little bit drier space, I mean, we're in Texas, it's humid here 365 days out of the year, I feel like, but, mm-hmm. um, I feel like in bathrooms, you have to be a little bit more careful about the paper that you're using in a, in a, in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I tend to stay away from it. That's just me personally, just because I don't want it to come back, you know, a year later because it's peeling. And I mean, that's just to the houses climatizing. And like I said, in Texas, it's a little bit more humid here in the, you know, yeah. that plays a part into things too. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 You're operating at a much higher uh, <laughs> humidity standard than we are. Yes, we are. Add in the shower and it's too much. Yeah, Definitely. We kind of mentioned that you have sort of this collection of spaces off the master suite or off the master bedroom. Did you designers Kathy Kincaid and Nina Nash had the rest of the master suite yes Kathy had the master bedroom and then Nina had the his kind of you know yes Yes. closet and bath so did y'all did the three of you chat did y'all sort of try to coordinate your spaces or are they going to be very you know, unique, each one of them? No, you know, we talked, the three of us kind of got on an um, email chain and kind of texted or, or messaged back and forth about what our spaces were going to be um, in the very beginning. So I think the spaces will actually coordinate well together, which I'm super excited about, because I think that is important too, especially in these show houses, because it's important for 
you know, the people who are walking through to get a feel and a sense of a flow where they're not just their head's not spinning because they're entering different spaces that are all completely different. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a really nice um, space because I do feel like we've coordinated them together. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting to see. I can't wait to see. I know. I'm excited. I can't wait to see everyone's spaces. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Is that, I would have to imagine that there's a lot of camaraderie between all of the designers in the house. Would you say that? Or, or do you all feel like you're maybe competing with one? No, I think everybody's job in the house. I mean, you know, we're like our own, the design community truly is its own community um, together. And so I think everyone's just excited to see what each other is doing. And I know it's going to be beautiful. The list of designers in this house. Oh my gosh. It's just off the charts. It's amazing. So I, I'm in awe of every single designer that's designing a room in this house because they are all just beyond talented. So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. It's a, it's just such an amazing group. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. A lot of star power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned using a little bit of brass in the bathroom. Yes. And I feel like this is often a question, but, um, do you feel like brass is going to sort of wane a little bit in popularity as far as finishes go? You know, this is something that I, I kind of talk to my clients about and I tell them a lot is, you know, they're like, is this trendy or is that? And I'm like, listen, don't do trends. Like I, I'm not a big fan of the trends. I will tell you what I do like. I think if a space is done correctly over time, what you've put in that space, whether it's brass or polished nickel or, you know, whatever color you choose, as long as that space is done well, it will stay classic forever. So the finish doesn't really matter as long as, you know, the space is done well and it stays classic. I think that's, that to me is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I also just think, well, is your gold jewelry tw- trendy? Right. You know, like well, we all love gold. Yeah, me too. That's what it is. But everything is kind of cyclical when you think of, you know, I mean, brass will, if people start to kind of steer away from brass a little bit and go back to polished nickel or chrome or all red bronze, it, it all is cyclical. It will all recycle itself again. Just wait 10 years and it'll be back. But, yeah, you know, when true. I design, I try to keep my spaces just a little bit more classic. So they stay the test of time. Yeah. I mean, that is totally evident in your work. And I mean, I think part of that is, and we have barely even touched on this is your love of antiques. You use them liberally in your spaces. So, okay. What, what do you love so much about antiques? Well, I think for me, it's those old crusty finishes that people are like, are we going to refinish this? I'm like, no, (laughs) no. So, but I, I just love the character of an antique piece. That's just the finishes on the antique pieces are just so incredibly hard to find these days. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just adds so much um, character to a room. And I love you know, when you sit and you look at a piece of furniture, you know, I have antiques kind of spread throughout my house. And as we're talking, I'm actually looking at a piece right now that I'm like, okay, who sat in that chair? Like, I just want to know, like, who was the person that, like, where did, where was this chair? Where did they live? Like, how did they live? You know, you just, it kind of evokes a little bit of a, and I don't want to call it whimsy, but I, I love, I love 
just the character that antiques bring into a space and just knowing the curiosity of their past, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where are how are you shopping antiques mostly? I mean, do you go abroad? Do you have certain vendors in the States that you like? Are um, they from your client's collection that you're just sort of repurposing? No, I actually go, I actually shop for antiques kind of all over. Houston has a ton of really great antique shops that I shop in here locally. We also are so fortunate that twice a year we have the Round Top Antiques Fair, which is phenomenal. If you haven't been, y'all have got to get down there immediately. It is one of the best antique shows, I think, in the world and a ton of fun, you know, on top of it all. So Round Top is definitely great because I love to go to Round Top because it's dealers from all over you know, the United States, all over the world, truthfully, that come in and bring yeah. antiques. And it's like 20 miles of antiques. So, oh gosh. well, our our team goes, I just oh, don't get invited, unfortunately. Okay, well, you're invited. So I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> you're invited. Because it's, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal two weeks of antiquing and just fun. Yeah. Um, so I do round top. And then I also like to travel to Atlanta um, and mm-hmm. do a lot of shopping in Atlanta. So that's why when they asked through the showcase, I was like, absolutely. I know a lot of the dealers in Atlanta. I love the antique shops in Atlanta um, and the antique dealers in Atlanta are some of the best that there are. So, um, and then first dibs is always another really great okay. first dibs is always another really great um, place to look. Is there ever a situation in which you refinish antiques or is that something you rarely do? You know, I know I don't really ever refinish antiques. Every now and then we have to touch them up, but that is so, so rare because I just, I love the character of the finishes that antiques mm-hmm. provide. It's funny. I was I just thinking because um, years ago, Karen Mooney, who was, and our listeners will know, who was one of our hosts, but now she's our president. She doesn't, she doesn't have time for us anymore, but um She's doing much more important things. But anyway, she got a pair of chairs from one of our trips to France and was going back and forth trying to decide whether to refinish the, there's there's sort of like an exposed one on the arm um, or not. And so we had this big debate about it and she didn't. So you'll be pleased to know that. (laughs) But yeah, but, but you're right. Like it is, I think if you are used to something new, then it's hard to sort of put your mind aside and think like this, you know, it's an imperfection technically, but this is what makes it special and different. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something you should want to keep. No, absolutely. And it's funny because I had a client not too long ago that told me, Julie, absolutely no antiques in my house. And I was like, oh, gosh. how am I? It's almost do? like I went into meltdown mode. I'm like, how am I going to do this? No antiques. Um, but it, 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 it was equally as beautiful. You know, it's just I personally, with my design aesthetic, I just I love bringing in the antiques. What was her hang up about them? You know, I don't know. I just think they liked everything kind of more shiny and perfect, if that makes sense. Like they didn't like the they didn't like the crustiness of the antiques. They didn't like the more worn. They wanted everything new and polished and perfect. So, Mm -hmm. 
we did it. But it, you know, every now and then I was like, oh, it would be so perfect just to have like a little something here, but it's okay. It all, it all worked (laughs) out, but it was funny. That was my big design challenge on that project. (laughs) Probably, I was going to say, I mean, you have so many, and I hope everyone will take some time to go check out your portfolio on your website, or at least look at your beautiful Instagram, because I think especially too, if you, you know, we always get questions from people like I have, you know, this sideboard or dresser for my grandmother, and I'm just really not sure how to work it into my space. And I mean, the antiques that you have in your clients' homes are just incredible, you know, pedigree, but I think you have some great inspiration for everyone else who is maybe feeling like, oh, I don't know how to use this exactly, but you mix it beautifully with more sort of contemporary fabrics and art Mm -hmm. and the way you're accessorizing the antiques is really fresh and thank you kind of helps maybe helps people visualize how to modernize into a more modern home absolutely what are some of your favorite strategies to kind of showing an antique in a new way um you know i think it's all about you know you have to you have to understand the flow of the room i think is so important with the antiques and i think sometimes it can be just a fabulous piece of art over an antique piece or a mirror or lamps or, but it's finding that balance between the old and the new. Truthfully, it's, it's all kind of an art form in and of itself when you're mixing the antique mm-hmm. pieces with newer pieces. But I love the freshness that figuring out a way to bring new life to an antique piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, you know, whether it's the lamps or it's art or it's, a mirror or whatever it is, it's always fun for me to figure out what that balance is to where you don't take away from one piece. You kind of add to the moment. It kind of creates a moment when you add, you know, whether it's art or whatever it is with the antique piece. Like a vignette or totally. Absolutely. So, okay. I know that your, your mom was an interior designer, right? As so maybe you're, your uh, sort of perspective on mixing antiques was inherent and something that you learned early. But did you do a lot of, how did you sort of develop what you, your, you know, your eye, like, was it a lot of trial and error or just, is it something you just always had? You know, I, that's a good question. And when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. So obviously, you know, my dad was an artist. My mom was an artist. My dad's an engineer, but my mom we used to go to traveling art shows when I was a little girl. Like this is when you would like load the van up and they would have art shows in different, you know, towns across Texas. And so I remember going as a little girl, my brother and I, she would, my parents would load us up and we would go down to like Padre or Corpus or wherever an art show was. Um, I think there was Rockport was another one. Um, but that's kind of how we would spend some of our weekends when we were younger. Um, so being around artists and creative people, from a very early age. Um, mm-hmm. And truthfully, I didn't even know that I was going to go into interior design until I was in college. And, um, but I'd, I'd kind of grown up around it. My mom worked for Bill Stubbs um, and he's a designer here in Houston, a very well-known designer, um, you know, throughout the country. And Bill kind of gave her her start. And I'm so grateful for him because had that not happened, and my mom had gone to work for Bill, I probably never would have thought 
to become an interior designer. Mm -hmm. And then fortunately, when I was in college, they had a design program. And so I started taking design classes and I just fell in love with it. I took accounting and I was horrible um, (laughs) at the the accounting side of it. And the design side just kind of seemed, you know, to gel with me. So, Mm -hmm. so that's how I, how I went into design. So you probably have an accountant now and uh, you yes. can just focus on the design. <laughs> that and a husband who who definitely looks at the numbers. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good, I've, I have a great team and I'm so lucky um, to have the team that I have here and definitely yes. the CPA and bookkeeper and, <laughs> Everyone played and the husband strengths. who's, you know, looks at the numbers. So it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so did, you know, kind of in those early years, did you have some trial and error? Did it take you some time to figure out how to mix those antiques with the new pieces and to really get your sort of, I guess, point of view established? You know what's weird? No, I feel like it was it was something that I always loved doing. It was, I don't know how it, the, the first house, you know, I started my company when I was when I was 26 years old. And the first house that I did for a builder here, he was like, how old are you? And I was like, 26. And I didn't know any better. So he said, well, how do I know you're going to do a good job? And I said, if I don't do a good job, you don't ever have to hire me or refer me to your clients or whatever again. And I ended up working for him for about eight years. Oh, wow. Um, so you did yeah. a good job, obviously. Yeah. And and I think that first house, the, the client had a lot of really great artwork that was kind of a little bit more modern and cool. And so I... And with my aesthetic, with the, more the antiques and mixing those things in with their artwork, it just, it was so cool that it just, it, it was just happenstance. And, and that's, you know, that was, that was fun for me was like mixing those antiques with the kind of more modern art. So it kind of started early. Okay. So, um, but, but I imagine not all of your clients have like an established art collection or do they? I mean, what do yeah. you do if, if the art collection isn't there and you have to start creating it for them? You know, um, art is so personal. And I, I do have some clients that have art that they've been collecting for years. And then I have some who absolutely have no art and they're like, Julie, just go get it. But that's always an important conversation to have with clients in the very beginning is, okay, there's different types of art. There's more of the collector's art. And then there's art that's, you know, pretty art that's, a little bit more affordable. Like, do you want to grow your collection? Do you want artists who it will grow over time? Or do you just want, you know, art that's pretty that will finish off your space and that's more economical? And every client's different. Some people really care about the art and some are just don't don't care that much about the art. And it's, you know, it's two different schools of thought. Neither one's right or wrong. Some people are just, I personally love art. I think art adds so much value. And back in my younger years when I was first starting and I could not afford, I couldn't afford barely even a sofa, but Mm -hmm. there was an artist, Katsumi, and he, um, I think it's Hayakawa Katsumi, and he was at an art gallery here and I used him in a project. And his artwork was maybe around $2,600 and now it's like 15 or 20. And I'm like kicking myself. Like, why didn't I figure out a way to make that happen? But, um, you know, so art can gain value over time. And I think that's, if, if you're willing to wait out time and, and you look at art as an investment, I, I do think, and, and you really, you know, research an artist, I think it's a great investment. Mm-hmm. If, you know, say you, 
like like you in your early days maybe yeah. aren't ready to yeah. buy large pieces or you're not really ready to build your collection what are the other things you could do in place of art like if a wallpaper or or you mirrors? know you know be creative with it i mean go um i found some great artwork i mean even on etsy you can go on etsy and look on etsy and they've got some really great art too um then you could you know even if it's just a fragment piece, like if you're into that, like maybe finding a cool old fragment or think about mm-hmm. art from a different a piece of metal that's painted or something, you know, you can come up with ways to kind of create your own art if you wanted to. But I think Etsy's um, Etsy's a great mm-hmm. place or just, you know, like out in Round Top, you look in the field. So, yeah. um, <laughs> or even, you know, who knows? I mean, even it's funny because you can just find a like a piece of metal, paint it and turn it into something and use it as kind of a fragment on the wall and that makes an impact as well. Yeah. Um, so when you are, um, working with your clients, are you, um, and they have, you know, like an established collection of something they've really collected. Um, I imagine you're, you're really taking the art collection into account early in the design process. Yes. So are you choosing where they're hanging the pieces or are you sort of having like an art consultant or someone help you with that? So I have a client right now who has an amazing art collection and um, I did their previous home and it was more, it's funny, their previous house was more antiques and, you know, kind of transitional, very clean, stunning. They had three girls. Now the girls are all out of college and or well one's still in college but the other two are out of college they're out of the house i should say and they sold that house and they bought a new one and it's more modern and cool and they want this like cool 70s vibe and they're bringing all their artwork and so we kind of from the very beginning kind of placed where we were going to put their artwork so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see like how from this more I don't want to say it more transitional, traditional house with the antiques, how their artwork looked in that space to where we're going to bring it now and what it's going to look like in this space. And they bought some new pieces over time that weren't in the previous house. So it'll be fun to bring those in too, but it's going to be fun to see how these spaces kind of bring on a new life in in, in a different environment. Did you do their previous house? I did. So is that, is that hard to like say goodbye to a a project? And you're like, well, I loved this couch though, or this antique, like what, can I use it? Or are you ready for something fresh too? It's just different. I, their house I loved. So when they sold it and you know, they sold all the furniture too, I was just like, oh my gosh, you mean you didn't bring this piece? They're like, nope, we're leaving it all there. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, but I was excited. (laughs) I was excited for the challenge of this one because it's, it's definitely more like seventies, modern, cool. Like it's like their fun adult house, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like, our kids are out of the house now. And this is, you know, this is our house. So it's definitely taking on a new, a new vibe, which is cool. And I can't wait to see what it does, but I'm excited for their next chapter. So I'm excited for them. And I was excited for the challenge of of this home because it is so totally they different fully furnished. Yes. So yes. maybe, maybe the new owners will get to I know love and enjoy your I the know. beautiful spaces you created. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> or maybe they'll call you and say, we need help reupholstering. Some <laughs> That's <stuff."> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, as with antiques, they will, I'm sure, go on to very fabulous spaces in their future as well, because yes. I think we all want to imagine that um, whatever antiques we own came from somewhere fabulous, too. That's so right. That's right. It's a cycle. Yes. It's a yes. cycle of, uh, what is it, the, the circle of life. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I think that it's time for our decorating dilemma. Okay. So I am going to read it and then we're just going to chat. Her name is Desiree and she's got some questions for you. And she, of course, shared some pictures of her home. So here we go. Hello, longtime listener, first time caller. We lived in an adorable traditional bungalow built in 1934. My dilemma is the long but shallow front room. It's about 24 by 13 feet with the front door right in the center of the 24 foot room. With the door open, there's really only seven feet straight ahead to the fireplace. Since the house was built in 1934, I'm aiming for a blend of Hollywood Regency, more her style, with mid-century, her husband's style. We both love camp and want this room to be a fun place for socializing and cocktail parties. I've currently got the room in three zones, a couch on one end, our stairwell on the other, and a pair of chairs in the center by the fireplace. There's a doorway on every wall. The couch must stay. And so here are her questions. I'm considering a big jute rug in the center for layering because she's kind of got like a red mm -hmm. uh, patterned rug there now. Mm -hmm. Would it fit the mid-century modern Regency design I'm going for or is there a more appropriate style of rug? A 7 by 10 rug would fit the fireplace area, but should I go bigger and make it 7 by 12 or 14? It already has to be custom because our door won't open over the rug, so she really can't go any wider. I'd like to have the windows encased with trim to add dimension. Is that a good investment? And should I dress the windows in curtains or shades? And then finally, what should I do about my mantle? I don't actually have a mantle, just a marble surround, but I miss having a surface to, dis to display seasonal decor. Should I add a mantle? Your podcast has been a treasure trove of information and inspiration for me. Thank you so much. Truly, madly, deeply, deeply Desiree. All right, Julie, what do you think? Okay, so in just looking at the space and hearing what she's saying, with it being more shallow, what I would do is I would do a custom, absolutely custom for sure. I would do one that covers the entire room and you cut out just around the hearth of the fireplace. So it would yes. go the length of the room by the depth of the room, as deep as you can go. And I might even suggest doing a flat weave that would allow you to be able to open and close the door and not a jute because jute tends to be a little bit thicker. So okay. try a flat weave rug and that way it might be able that you can bring it a little bit closer to the door, maybe a nine foot by whatever the length of the room is and just cut out around the hearth of the fireplace right there. And I think it would make that room feel like one big space mm -hmm. as opposed to if you have small rugs in just each section, it makes the room feel smaller and the room not feel as united. So when you do one big rug in the space, it'll make that feel like one big room and open it up tremendously. So um, are you thinking she keeps the sort of red smaller rugs on top layers them over the natural fiber she can yeah she can okay she can um and when you say flat weave 
are we talking sisal, seagrass? Like, do you no, think wool would be better? No, you could do a wool. Wool, I think, will wear a little bit better than the sisal. And it can be a little bit thinner because the flat weaves are, they're more thin. And okay. so I think that's a nice, that's a nice option. You can also, you could do a sisal too as well and layer the rugs on top. But I think whatever you choose to do there, if it's a sisal or I know you've got to keep the door, take that front door into consideration to make sure that it will clear, you know, the top of the rug. But I think whatever it is, I think you do one long rug and just do the cut it around the fireplace and see if you can try to inch that that rug a little bit forward, maybe make it eight feet as opposed to seven. Just whatever you can do to bring it a little bit closer to the door would be nice. How much, how many inches would you say she should leave between the rug and like the wall or her, you know? Well, I normally like to scale them out um, anywhere between six to 12 inches, probably. Okay. You know, if there's a rug underneath it, maybe more like six, um, but you could also do 12 also. But I think more like six, probably if there's a rug on top. So you're not seeing too much of the back of the couch off of a sofa. Um, So probably more around six. That's that's a great tip. So Mm -hmm. if you're layering rugs on top, maybe go a little closer to the wall than yes. if it's just the, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. There's, there's the rug. What should she do about her windows? She was, they don't have trim around them right now. So she's debating whether or not to add it. And then depending on whether she does add it or not, should she, how should she dress them? So, I was, you know, from an investment standpoint, if you're going to put window shades or any kind of drapery or a Roman shade or a woven shade or anything like that on the windows, I don't think the casing is a great idea because I feel like you're going to cover it up if you outside mount, especially if you have a drapery. So from that aspect, I don't think adding a trim is a, is going to do anything for the value or, or I don't, I don't know that it's a good investment. Okay. Well, and that makes sense if you're, you know, if she dresses them nicely, right? you probably won't even notice either way. Like you won't notice that they're not trimmed and you probably wouldn't notice even if you did trim them. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you think she should do like shades? Cause she, she does kind of have, you know, she has her door, which is glass, um, has like a glass inset uh-huh. um, into it. And then windows on either side um and then sort of like some windows on like the back wall where the couch is so do you think she should do uh shades blinds curtains a combination as far as the what i think would be awesome in her space is i'm using some for the flower show house from the shade store they're a woven shade and I think with her style, I think that would be awesome. Either that or just a flat Roman um, shade, nothing froofy or, you know, but I do think a woven shade would be, would be great. And the one that I'm using from um, the shade store for the show house, which I think is awesome. It's, I think it's one that they just brought out is called Laguna Shell. And it's, it's, it's a really, really pretty shade. Okay. And it's very simple and clean and not, when you think about like woven shades, it's not like the wood. It's very, very pretty, very soft. Okay, great. And then do you think, should she do them on the windows as well as the door, just the 
just the windows, outside mount, inside mount. Let's give her all the information. No, you know, I think for her and looking at her pictures, you know, on that door, does she need, do they need privacy on that front door? That would be my first question is if you need privacy, then I absolutely think you could cover them with a shade. On the windows, I like to outside mount them because I like them to go all the way to the crown molding because it makes the room feel taller. And that's okay. another way to make a room feel a little bit bigger too, is to outside mount the shades so that the the, the height of the room feels larger. Because sometimes when you mount it lower, it brings down the height of the room. I have, I have a question because I am thinking I'm ordering some shades for my bathroom, which I'm about to have wallpapered. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If I have to redo it in that's a few right. years, it's okay. It's worth it. Plenty of but, um, wallpaper in the bathroom. So don't, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. um, anyway, so, okay, I am going to wallpaper it. My my ceilings are only eight feet. No. Yeah, they're only eight feet. Should I take the shade all the way to the ceiling? And I'm going to be covering a little of the wallpaper. Or should I not really care about that? Let me ask you, do you have casing around your windows? No, because I currently have a plantation shutter that I'm going to remove. Okay. I would, so there's no casing, there's no trim around the windows. Mm-mm. I would probably take it all the way up. Okay. Right. How big is your window too? That's the other thing you got to think about. It's How not big that it? big. Okay. I mean, it's not tight. You know, it's what, probably, it's probably 36 inches. Okay. Yeah. By is it a Roman shade? Um, I was going to do like a woven. Okay. Yeah. Woven. Yeah. I think okay. an outside so mount. All the way, yeah. outside mount, all the way at the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm trying to think with the wallpaper though. It depends, I guess, on the opacity of the, maybe with the, maybe you outside, maybe you inside mount that one, because I don't know how that's going to, I don't know what oh. the shade looks like. So it's just thinking uh-huh. about it with that wallpaper too. Well, I, because it's a, window in the bathroom Mm -hmm. i was planning to add like a liner okay behind it yeah so you could you could probably take it all the way you could probably take it all the way up okay yeah great thank you that's very helpful (laughs) i've sort of been like internally mulling it over and hadn't made a decision so i haven't ordered it but this is great okay so her final question is what should i do about my mantle I don't have a, well, okay. What should I do about my fireplace? I don't have a mantle, just the marble surround. Mm-hmm. So do you think she should add one or keep it clean? So because she doesn't have a lot of space there depth wise, I would keep the marble surround that she has. But what she could do is add a, um, just a little, you know, one, like a, oh my gosh, like a little, um, like a ledge? Yeah, almost like a ledge. Like find you could find an old beam or you could do a boxed like little, um, you know, I don't want to say ledge, like shelf there that goes the length of the fireplace, whatever the surround is. Um, maybe just add something like that so that she has a place if she wants to set like candlesticks or, you know, if she wants to like mm-hmm. display something and have a little bit of depth there so everything's not on that flat surface. But I think adding a little something there, like a little you know, like basically shelf, but like thicker, you know, maybe do like six inches or four, four to six inches thick on that box, probably more like six, I would say. Okay. So it gives her some, some depth there too, and some bulk. Okay. Do you think like white, should she do like a, you know, like a stained wood? 
you know, she could do a pretty stained wood, honestly, looking at her pictures. Um, I think a stained wood could be really pretty with her warm, you know, with the reds and the creams and, mm-hmm. and kind of more that neutral color. I think, I think a wood, a stained wood would be really pretty. Okay. All right. Well, thanks Desiree for sending in your question and thank you, Julie, for sharing your, your wisdom. Oh, you're welcome. So thanks for having me. Yeah. So if you could tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, that'd be great. Oh, okay. So our website is Dodson and it's D-O-D-S-O-N interiors.com. And our Instagram is Dodson underscore interiors. And then you can see me at the show house. We're so excited. Yes. It opens this week. And I want to say, you know what? I should know this, but I want to say it closes in early December. And so you can get on flowermag.com, Flower Magazine's website and buy some tickets and see it all in person. It closes November 27th. So had to look that up. Ah. Should probably commit that to memory. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing the inspiration behind your, your room. I can't wait to see it in person. Thank you. We are so excited. Thanks for having me this morning. This has been, this has been a treat. Good. Well, we'd love to have you back anytime. And maybe if we're in Houston visiting our store, we'll, we'll, we can get together or something. Or in round top. Yes. Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to get, make my way on I'm oh my figure gosh, out how to get an invite from our design team. You have our, to, you know, our merchandising and product design teams go um, yeah. like on a work trip. Yeah. But yeah, work and fun. You've got to go. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like work because it's always such a fun time. Oh, I'm sure. And all, all the designers always post photos and it looks <laughs> like a blast. So it's fun. It's Maybe fun. I'll see you there one day. Sounds good. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!